Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thank you for listening to episode 118 of Impact Boom. My name is Gary Fordry. I am a contributing editor here at Impact Boom, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. So today we'll be speaking with Robbie Semple. Robbie founded Worthwhile, a UK-based social enterprise that creates the conditions for young people to do their best work in social impact. Having acted as CEO for four years, he led Worthwhile for a merger in 2017 and stepped away from the organization. He sits on the board of On Purpose, a social enterprise focused on leadership in the new economy that works across the UK, France and Germany. He's currently based at the Innovation Foundation Nesta and is about to move home to Ireland to run a new scaling program for Social Entrepreneurs Ireland. Robbie is bad at sports, worse at music and a terribly weak vegan, but enjoys trying at all of those and plenty of other things in his spare time. So Robbie, um, thank you so much for joining us today. To get things started, could you please share a bit about your background and what led you down the path of social enterprise? Yeah, sure. Hi, Gary, and thanks for having me. Background. So I suppose, you know, I've always had a big interest in doing something socially meaningful with my career. I did quite a bit of volunteering and that kind of thing through university. And when it came to sort of trying to find my first job, I was initially quite clear that I wanted to do something with a social focus. So I went and talked to lots of people back in Ireland at the time, and a lot of them had the same advice, which was whatever you do, don't go and work for a charity. You will end up making coffee for two years and be unemployable at the end of it, <laughs> um, which is advice I didn't really like very much at the time. <laughs> but a combination of hearing that enough, the financial crisis happening when it did and the jobs market going a bit sour and, you know, probably a bit of belief I had myself at the time around, well, maybe capitalism is the best way to, to change all of this and to, to make the world a better place led me to taking a job in the private sector first. So I spent four years with Rolls-Royce, which was interesting and, you know, a very good experience on lots of levels. I got lots from it and they treated me very well. I think I had a pretty good sense the whole time I was there, though, that it wasn't where I wanted to be longer term. And I was quite keen to, you know, to get back to doing something socially focused and came across a program called On Purpose, which was all about helping people at the time with a few years corporate experience transition into the social enterprise space. So that just felt like a perfect fit for me, a chance to take some of the things that I learned in a private sector environment and, and apply it to a new type of problem and to do something that felt more meaningful for me and, and moving things in the direction that I wanted to. Okay, fantastic. And so you then went on to, to found own organization called Worthwhile. Could you please tell us some more about that? Sure. So at On Purpose, the way that program works is it's two six-month placements at different social enterprises combined with sort of skills and leadership development program. 
My second placement there was with a group called Student Hubs, who were all about engaging students in social action while they were at university. At the time, they were sort of piloting an internal graduate program. They'd had some initial success with that, and they were interested in the idea of how that could be grown. And I suppose on the one hand, they had a bunch of very socially engaged, interested students who were graduating and looking for careers in something socially oriented. And on the other hand, they as an organization had benefited lots from being able to, to tap into that group of people and to have them come and work with them. And they felt that there were plenty of other uh, social enterprises and charities out there that could benefit from the same kind of approach. So they asked me to look at a business plan for sort of spinning out that program and setting it up as an independent organization. I had no designs on setting something up myself at the time. It was just one of those amazing opportunities that landed in my lap. And so I spent a few months thinking about it and working with them on it. And we set up Worthwhile from there. So the idea with Worthwhile was to create the conditions for young people to do their best work in social impact. My sense was there were loads of young people out there who want to do something socially constructive with their careers. And it's much harder than it should be to start a career uh, in that space. Equally, there are loads of brilliant early stage social enterprises and charities out there. And they are sort of crowded out of the sort of career starter market um, by bigger corporates and the sort of millions that are pumped into graduate recruitment every year. I guess there were a couple of influences for me. One was having come through a graduate scheme with a big corporate and understanding how the private sector approach talent and retention and the people side of an organization. And secondly, the really great work students have done beforehand piloting their own program and understanding what the specific interests and desires of their student population was. And then third, having come through on purpose and thinking a bit about skills development in the social sector and what is it that people need to know and what is it that helps people to have meaningful careers and to make a meaningful difference in the social enterprise space. Yeah, I suppose it was a combination of those three things. And primarily then we ran a scheme for people in the first two years of their career where we would help them to find an organization to work with. We would then support both the organization and the young person to get the best out of each other over the course of their first year in that job. Fantastic. And could you share what the impact is of Worthwhile that you're most proud of? Sure. So there's a few things I'm proud of with Worthwhile. Primary among those, we've helped over 100 young people to start careers with social impact. You know, 100 isn't a huge number, but it was always quite a deep level of support that we were looking to offer. We have data that I'm confident suggests we've made a really meaningful impact to those people in both the decisions they've made with where they want to go with their career and their prospects for what they can achieve with that time. We've helped over 20 organizations in their recruitment process, both in finding young people and also in thinking through the people side of their organization more generally. And our sense is that's the start of making a real difference to how people think about work in the economy and how we create an economy that works in a much better way to solve the really meaningful problems that we have out there at the moment. Okay, great. Um, and you, you touched on your own experience of the On Purpose program and how that set you up for your career. You then went on to join the board of On Purpose could you share some more about how that organization has grown through the time you've been involved with them? Sure. So On Purpose is maybe eight years old at this stage. They started as a UK-based program, a focus on career transitions. So people with around about five years professional experience who are looking to move into the social enterprise space. They've grown really impressively over the last number of years. So as well as programs in London, there's now an associate program, the same program that runs in both Paris and Berlin as well. They've also started a CEO program in London, which looks at helping CEOs of social enterprises and private organizations to 
take a bit more time to reflect, think about where their organization is going and renew their sense of purpose and what that's all about. On Purpose is at a really interesting time as well in thinking about its own role in space. So having been very focused on social enterprise and career transition in its earlier days, the senior team there have really broadened that remit recently to think about a new economy and an economy that works for everyone and how you know that goes beyond just social enterprise, but really thinking across sectors, broadening that remit to think about a new set of values and ways of working that creates a better economy for everyone. Great. So it's become a bit of a cliche in recent years that millennials want careers with purpose. Do you think that there has been this increase in demand for social impact careers? And do you think that this is going to continue? Yeah, so I think there's no doubt there has been a big increase in in demand uh, and thankfully also in supply. Like I say, going back to when I was thinking about this myself, there really seemed to be very few options in Ireland at the time. You know, looking at the space in the UK at the moment, there's a really healthy uh, set of options. So Worthwhile is running and providing some great opportunities for people. There's also programs like Charity Works and Year Here that are doing really great work. And then some of the other bigger government programs, the likes of Teach First and Frontline and Police Now, are all really great ways of helping people to have meaningful careers and the support that they need to have really good careers while doing something more socially purposeful. I think there's a lot of debate around millennials generally and whether they're a more ethical generation than generations that have gone previously. There is more of an ethical focus among millennials, although it's not some sort of uh, genetic superiority thing that's happening there. I think the reality is our world is facing a whole set of really serious challenges at the moment, whether that's climate change or global poverty or the state of our political discourse. You know, there's a whole bunch of really complicated things happening. The status quo solutions we have aren't working particularly well. And I think it's just the nature of the world that we live in and the challenges that we face that we need to come up with better solutions to those problems. And so the fact that one, there is a need and two, there's an opportunity to do something really interesting and creative in that space is sort of pushing more and more people to think about these questions in a different way and, and to look for new types of solutions. Okay. Um, so through your career, you became effectively a sort of expert on, on social impact careers. And then in 2017, you decided to leave the organization in this space that you founded worthwhile and move on to something new. Could you touch on why you came to that decision and your hopes for the future of both worthwhile and yourself? Yeah, sure. So just to say a bit about that decision, we were about four years in with worthwhile at that stage. I think the social side of the organization was running really well. We had a well-articulated theory of change. We had sort of regular impact stats coming back and were really pleased with what we were seeing, both for young people coming through the program and the organizations that we were working with uh, in terms of moving towards the, the bigger picture that we were interested in. As with many social enterprises, uh, financial model wasn't as robust as we'd like it to be. And we were finding ourselves increasingly spending time on that side of the organization. And we'd got to the stage four years in where we, we just weren't reaching the you know, very big ambitions we'd set out for with Worthwhile. We weren't in a terrible place, but when uh, myself and the staff team and the board sat down, we kind of came to the conclusion that even if things go really well for the next two years, we're not going to be more than a little bit further on than we are at the moment. And that was a long way off the ambitions that we had. So our sense was we kind of had a lot of the pieces of a jigsaw in place, but we didn't have the whole piece. And we didn't see a way to find that whole piece with the resources that we had within the organization. Now, we could have kept going as we were, but I think I'd been really clear in my own head from the start that I didn't want to end up running a social enterprise just for the sake of running a social enterprise. 
And our sense was if we didn't see a way to get to that ambition as we were, then it maybe didn't make so much sense to just keep going as was. So we decided instead we'd sort of focus on looking at a merger and seeing if we could find a partner organization who could see the value in what we were doing and that maybe had a couple of other pieces of the jigsaw that we didn't have um, that could help the work to grow in a way that, that it maybe wouldn't be able to grow if we continued as we were. And I think that was a, a difficult decision in the first place. It was, uh, you know, I was probably quite angry first, you know, not having got to where we wanted to go. And then there was some real grief and sadness then and sort of realizing we weren't going to get where I wanted to get to. But I was really lucky to have great staff and particularly lucky to have a great board around me who were able to, to sort of help think through the pros and cons and, and lay out options. And quite quickly, I think we all got to the place where this was just the, the right thing to do for the organization. So yeah, we spent about six months uh, looking into that. Four organizations come forward and went through a process and made some decisions around that and successfully merged Worthwhile. And Worthwhile is still running really successfully and, and um, has been taken on by one of our alumni, which is really nice to see. For me personally, I think I had a sense at that stage that maybe it was a good time for me to think about something different as well, both because I didn't want to be one of those founders hanging around in the background telling people how we used to do it all the time, and also in terms of it just felt like personally the right time for, for a bit of a change. So yeah, I took a little bit of time out from there um, and have spent the last year at Nesta doing some really interesting work um, around uh, health sector transformation here. And as you said in your introduction, I'm moving back to Ireland next week, which is exciting. So uh, a whole new adventure ahead there. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for that really honest answer of your experience. I think that's provided some really great insights to people about the, the reality of running social ventures. A lot of our listeners are interested in, in launching their own social enterprises. I wondered if you had a, a top piece of advice for them. Yeah, so I suppose there's a couple of things maybe stand out for me on that. Um, the first is definitely don't start a social enterprise just for the sake of starting a social enterprise. You know, figure out what it is you think that you want to change and have an idea that matters to you and think quite deeply about what that means. And don't just assume that a social enterprise is the best vehicle to try and make a change in that space. If you've got an idea and something that you really clearly want to pursue and you think that a social enterprise is the right way to do it, then absolutely go for it. Just know that having that bigger sense of why you're doing things and also the knowledge that how you're doing it is the right way to go about it, they're, they're really, really important for making a success of what's happening because you know, it's hard running a social enterprise. And however much energy you might have at the start, there's going to be peaks and troughs in that. And I suppose my experience of, you know, keeping going through some of those more difficult times was was having a really strong sense of, you know, I believe this is a problem that I want to work on and I believe this approach is the best way to, to make that work. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. So you will soon be moving back to Ireland, which is obviously very exciting for you personally, and you're going to be running a scaling program for Social Entrepreneurs Ireland. What do you think is the major blocker for social enterprises that try to scale? Yeah, great question, Gary. And I think I definitely don't have a 100% answer to this. And that's probably a big part of the reason that I've taken the job. I think, you know, we've probably got a pretty good idea at this stage of how to help individuals start up a social enterprise. And we've probably got a pretty good idea of what a well-running social enterprise looks like. And we've seen some social enterprises scale, but I think we're much less clear on what scale means within the social enterprise space and, and how to make that happen effectively. I'm not even sure scale is, is the right word to think about with, with social enterprise. I wonder if spread is actually what we're talking about a lot more of the time. 
in terms of barriers for social enterprise scaling, that you know, there's some really obvious stuff there. So, you know, compared to a private sector organization, a social enterprise is typically trying to both run a business in a private sector sense as well as solve a problem. And there's constant challenges around prioritization and where do you trade off and where do you need to do something to make money versus where are you doing the right thing that necessarily involves making a little bit less money. I think we probably need to be smarter and slightly broader thinking in our sense of what scale means and how we go about scaling or spreading. Uh, and I think that means recognizing that an organization working at its current size probably looks very different to that same organization trying to pursue the same mission at a scale 10 times bigger than it currently is. And that requires both the headspace to you know, rethink that uh, and the courage often to make some quite difficult decisions around moving away from something that's worked well and served us well up to a certain point in pursuit of a bigger idea. Okay, thank you. So I'm really interested through your years of experience in the social impact sector, if you think there are any misconceptions around how both people in the sector or all those outside of the sector view it, uh, and in particular, a misconception that you'd like to see change. Yeah, so a couple of things here again. First, you know, having worked in the sort of career starter space, it was a really common misconception for young people coming in that either you didn't get paid to work in a charity, or if you did go and work there, you would absolutely no career progression opportunities. And I would love to see that change. I think, you know, a big part of the reason for setting up Worthwhile was the recognition that there are amazing opportunities and it's an incredibly enriching and rewarding space to work in, uh, that it is perfectly possible to have a long-term, happy, sustainable career that pays you uh, well and allows you to live comfortably uh, while doing something socially meaningful. So, so sort of knowing that that is an opportunity. And again, that some of the biggest problems we're facing are, are being, you know, challenged head on by the social enterprise and charity space. And so if you want to do something really big and meaningful and to be creative and innovative, there's an amazing opportunity here. I guess at a slightly broader level, one of the things that interests me or that I've been thinking a bit about recently is this idea that, you know, sectors have different purposes. And I just think it's increasingly untenable to say social enterprises and charities are about doing this and creating social impact the private sector is about creating profit and return for shareholders and jobs. I think we really you know, quite urgently need to get to a space where organizations, no matter what sector they're in, are, are held to the same account and that we don't create the excuse for certain organizations to abscond from their responsibilities on, on one level because they're optimizing for another level. I think there's been some really good progress on that from groups like B Corp, but I just think we need to see more of that happen more quickly. And so, you know, tying back to your question about misconceptions about the sector, I think we need to get over the conception that there's different rules for the game for the social enterprise sector than there are for private business. And that means some challenges and changes for, for both spaces. Very interesting perspective, Robbie. Thank you. Do you think that the term social enterprise in the future is going to become obsolete then if there's a pressure for effectively all companies to become social enterprises? Yeah, if you're framing it that way, I would love to see that happen because just at a really basic level, I think that's what needs to happen. I think if we are too explicit about making social enterprise obsolete too early, then we end up maybe, you know, killing the goodness of the idea and reverting to, to old ways of working. But in an ideal world, and I think necessarily if we're going to survive as a species, then we need for all organizations to become social enterprises or to think in a different way about their broader impact in the world. 
Okay, fantastic. And I'm sure over the last few years, you must have had plenty of exposure to social impact work going on in the UK, Ireland and all over the world. Are there any projects or initiatives that you'd like to share that you think are creating really exciting social impact? Yeah, maybe I'll do a bit of a plug for some Irish work here as, a, as I'm on my way back. So I think one of the really big success stories in the Irish social enterprise scene over the last number of years has been uh, the Men's Shed initiative. So Men's Shed, you know, do what they say on the tin to a large extent. Uh, it's a, a space for men to come together. And I think the phrase they use a lot is that men don't talk face to face, they talk shoulder to shoulder. So it's a space for men to come and do things and to recognize that just by being in the same place, pursuing similar interests, there is the potential to create new relationships uh, and for conversations to happen that might not happen otherwise, um, that are really helpful and important from a mental health point of view, and also from a community cohesiveness point of view, uh, as well as creating opportunities for men to explore new opportunities and, and to be creative in ways that uh, might not have happened without that sort of anchor. You know, when Ireland was going through a really difficult time economically, and there were a lot of men in uh, you know, all over the country um, who were feeling disconnected, we were having a real set of challenges around mental health and well-being, um, particularly around men. So from one shed, uh, there are now over 300 sheds operating throughout Ireland, and they've become a really, you know, central point to a lot of villages, towns and cities around the country in society. So it's, it's been really exciting to see that grow. And to give just one more example, maybe, from Ireland, one of the ideas I, I have, I'm a huge fan of is, is ChangeX. So coming from a time when Ireland was facing serious economic difficulties, Ashoka uh, launched a program where they invited, I think it was 50 of the best social enterprise ideas from around the world to come up and looked at setting up pilot programs, that type of work in Ireland. Men's Shed was actually one of those ideas, so it's been one of the real success stories there. But the whole program was hugely successful and led to a real interesting set of creative outcomes within Ireland. While more of this needed to happen, it was completely unscalable. So we set about building um, a platform on the web uh, where this could happen. Um, and that's what ChangeX is now. So it's a space, uh, a website where established projects, funders and community leaders can come together uh, and look at essentially taking well-proven models of impact and funding and running them in communities anywhere in the world. And I think it's really exciting because they're one of very few organizations in the social enterprise space I've seen that are looking at real sort of Silicon Valley type hockey stick growth and really exponential growth uh, and has the potential to, to keep going a long way with that. So while, you know, I think there are loads of challenges around scaling in social enterprise, that's one example I've seen of a really interesting approach. Awesome. Thank you for that example. And to finish up, are there any books or other resources related to anything we've chatted about today that you think listeners should check out or that you would personally recommend? Yeah, there's, there's lots I could say here. So maybe I'll stick to a couple of books that I found particularly useful when setting up and, and getting worthwhile running for anyone out there who's thinking of uh, starting a social venture. And I think the books that really stuck with me as ones that made a difference for, for where we went with worthwhile were uh, Blue Ocean Strategy, to sell as human, I hated sales, and I found that a really good way of reframing you know, the purpose of sales for me. And the Lean Startup, I think, was incredibly useful as well as, again, reframing failure and reframing what needs to happen early in a social enterprise's life, and putting a bit of process and structure around that. And more broadly around economics, I love Donut Economics by Kate Raworth, so would recommend anyone interested in what a new economy looks like has a read of that. Robbie, thank you so much for your time today and all the best for your exciting move back to Ireland. Thanks, Gary. Love you talk. 
Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.